Hosea chapter 1. I'm going to read the first three verses, but keep your Bible out because the message is going to come from chapter 1, chapter 2, and chapter 3. Uh, it's not going to be a long message. I, I could have made it long, but I said, no, not on a Wednesday night. I might do it on a Sunday morning again because it is a long one. It is a long one. But uh, I, I shortened it down for the night. I know how it is in the middle of the week. Some of y'all got to go to work. Some of you have to. I don't, not everybody does, but some of us have to. Hosea chapter 1, verse 1, the word of the Lord that came upon Hosea, the son of Bera. Uh, the days of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, Hezekiah, the king of Judah, in the days of Jeroboam, the son of Joash, king of Israel. Beginning of the word of the Lord by Hosea. And the Lord said unto Hosea, Go and take unto thee a wife of whoredoms and children of whoredoms, for the land hath committed great whoredom departing from the Lord. So he went and took Gomer, the daughter of Dibali, and which conceived and bared him a son. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you tonight, Lord. We just thank you, Lord, that uh, your mercy and grace is shown in our lives. Lord, help us to show mercy and grace to others, Father. And we'll praise you tonight. Lift us up and encourage us, Father. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. We find in uh, this story a story of a love and, and then love rejected and betrayal. And then we find love restoration back to the love. It's found in the book of Hosea. The book of Hosea, is, especially the first three chapters, is a picture of God's righteous dealing with His chosen people in the nation of Israel. But can I say it's not just a picture of God dealing and drawing and healing with the nation of Israel. It's also a very precious picture of God's dealing and God's drawing and God's love toward fallen mankind tonight. The name Hosea in the Bible means salvation. It is tied to the Old Testament name Joshua, which is also tied to the New Testament Jesus, Hosea is a picture and type of the Lord Jesus Christ reaching out to fallen mankind, to redeem them and restore them, to reconcile them and bring them back to Himself. Hosea means salvation. The first three chapters of this book is a running of God's narrative, trying to give His great salvation to people that think they don't need it this evening. Can I say, God delights in giving His salvation. God delights in giving His salvation to people. God loves nothing more than to find some dirty, filthy, uh, undeserving, wicked sinner and then just cover them with His grace and cover them with His mercy and salvation so that that individual... And God shows love on them. It, 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 it does God good when He does bring salvation to someone's life. Finding some sinner and changing their life. But here we find that they rejected the love of God. They rejected the love. And we find that some life that in the world will say, you, 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 can't, value, you can't put a value on God's love tonight. And God's kingdom tonight. He loves nothing more than finding people that has been used up and abused up and laid aside. And He loves to find those that 
calls extending and reaching out his arm and picking them up and cleaning them off and using them as a trophy of God's grace and mercy tonight. He does this so that he gets all the glory. None of it comes to us, but God gets the glory. We just get to get to bask in what he has done for us. We get to say, Lord, thank you. I'm not, I'm not deserving. I'm unworthy, but thank you, God. In chapter 1, we see a tragic story. God tells Hosea, go and marry a prostitute, if you will. Many a woman that is a woman of a whoredom. Chapter 2, verse 5, the Bible said about this woman that Hosea gives his love to. For their mother hath played the harlot. She had conceived and them have done shamefully. For she said, I will go after my lovers that give me bread and my water and my wool and my flax and my oil and my drinks. This is a tragic story we read about. Hosea loves someone that will not return his love to him. There's nothing worse than loving somebody that will not return the love. Somebody that won't love you back. Somebody won't respect you. Even if you try to love them and give them things and you try to be close to them, but they don't love you back. They re- she rejected his love. She mocked his love. They ridiculed the love. Nothing that hurts worse than loving someone that doesn't love you back, that has rejected your love. That's what happens to Hosea. Hosea goes after this, loves this woman. He has children with this woman, and yet this woman mocks his love, and and this woman rejects his love. She said, "I, I don't want anything to do with your love. You may ask, what does that got to do with us tonight? It's the same thing that God loves us. God cares for us. And this world has rejected His love. They have turned their back on love. The Bible said, for God so loved the world. Not God loved the world, but God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth should not perish but have everlasting life. That's what God said. I love you this much. And yet the world rejects his love. They turn their back on the love and says, I, I, I can do better. I don't need your love. And right after God said that verse, for God so loved the world that gave his only begotten son that who showed up and believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. The Bible says that men did not love God like God loved them. But men loved the darkness Rather than light because their deeds were evil, the Bible tells us. The Bible said, but God commended His love towards us, and yet that while we're yet sinners, Christ died for us. 1 John 4 and 8, He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. Nothing hurts the heart of God more than reaching out 
trying to give salvation, trying to help those through Jesus Christ our Savior. The cross proves how much He loves us. The empty tomb proves how much He loves us. Only to watch fallen man to reject Him and turn their back on Him, mock Him. They don't want nothing or anything to do with the love of God and this world has turned its back on it. This is a tragic story. Even in Hosea, as we read the story of Hosea and Gomer, it's the same with God and mankind today. We have rejected God. We turn our backs on God. And God said, yet I love you this much. Preaching on... Please come home. Please come home. Look at chapter 2. The world today is rejecting that great love. He has proven that He will do anything for you and I. And yet they reject it. They live their own life. Look at verse 8 of chapter 2. For she did not know that I gave her corn and wine and oil and multitude her silver and gold, which they prepared for Baal. Here we find that Hosea has been good to Gomer. He gave her all these blessings, all these things, the food and the wine, and she, and she did not know it was him. And all she did was took his goodness, his faithfulness, his blessing on her, and used it for wicked pleasures... Let me tell you what the Bible says. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. It's not from man. It's from above. And coming down from the Father of lights with whom is no variance, neither shadow of turning. You might not realize it tonight. You may be sitting here tonight wondering what's going on. But God has been good to you tonight. The air that you breathe, the blood that pumps through your body, the clothes on your back, the shoes on your feet, uh, and the food in your belly, and the roof over your head, the car that you drive. God has been good to us. It's just the good mercy of God and the grace of God. It's not of yourself. And the world don't even realize it. They're using everything that God has given them in the world and rejecting God instead of looking at all the blessings that God has given and saying, I know where that came from. I, I did that. I earned that. Nobody did that for me. God didn't give me that. I went out and I worked. I, I earned. I slaved. God has not given me anything. Let me just say, anything that you got tonight, God gave it to you. They say, I'm a self-made man. I'm a self-made woman. I don't need God. Let me tell you what, there's going to be a time, if you read in Revelation, there's going to be a time that you will need God. I did this for myself. God didn't do this for me. And all the time it was the merciful, graceful hand of God that gave it to us. What a tragic story. But there's a Tearful suggestion here. Look at the chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. 
This is what Hosea says to his children now. His children already grown up now. Say ye unto your brethren, Amy, and your sister, Ruhamah, plead with your mother. Plead. That word there, plead, is the same word that Jesus used and says, go and compel them to come in the house of God. But the more they plead, the more they rejected. She rejected. For she's not my wife, neither am I husband. Let her therefore put away her whoredom out of the sight and the adulteries from between her breasts. Here we find he tells the children, do whatever you need to do, but go and plead with their mother. Go and tell her how, how much I miss her. Go and tell her how much you miss her. Go and just plead and beg and cry on your mother and tell them, come home. Jesus is doing the same thing with you and I tonight for those lost in the world. He said, go and plead with them. Go and beg with them. Go and cry with them. Come home. Come home. This is a heartbreaking scene. These children walking down to the woman that bore them. The woman that cradled them and rocked them. Now they're grown. They have watched her rip their daddy's heart out of his chest. He said, go and plead with her. Beg her to come home. They go and look at this woman and say, Mama, please. Mama, please. Daddy misses you. We miss you. Won't you come back home? Please come back home. Only for this woman had a heart of stone. She rejected the racist invitation given by the children to come home. Come home. Oh, we see it today. The world, you, you, you tell them about Jesus. You can see it on the heart. I see it in the pews when you preach and you give the altar call. Come home, come home. And Jesus is calling you, come home. And they don't want to move. You, you know what the picture here is? Hosea is a picture of God and his children going to reconcile people. That is a picture of the New Testament. You know what that is a picture of us? What I'm saying right now, what I'm doing right now, the Bible said that I, I am in Christ's stead beseeching you to be reconciled to God. Your relationship with God was severed in the Garden of Eden. And yet God has come and sent His children to those that need Him and have been saved and dealing with them, pleading with them, begging with them, crying, saying, why don't you come home? But they say, I'm not coming home. I, I'm not coming home. What is it going to take to get them to come home? We see the tragic story. We see this tearful suggestion, pleading with the mother to come home. There's a triumph, triumph search. It's going to take more than tears. Can I say that? It's going to take more tears from you. It's going to take more than tears from me to get them to come home. What's it going to take? It's going to take salvation himself. Hosea himself said, if you want something done, you got to do it right. I'll go. You got to do it yourself. I, I'm going myself. 
I'm going myself to searching and I'm going to seek. And I'm going to where she's at because she cannot come to where I'm at. And I'm going to bring her home. Christ said the same thing. You can't, go, you can't come where I'm at, but I can come where you're at. Look at chapter 3, verse number 1. Then said the Lord unto me, Go yet love a woman below, beloved of her friends, and yet an adulteress according to the love of the Lord toward the children of Israel. Look to no other gods and love flagons of wine. So I brought her with a 15 pieces of silver and for a homer and a barley and a half a homer of barley. And I said unto her, Thou shalt abide for me many days. Thou shalt not play the harlot, and thou shalt not be for another man. So will I also be for thee. He said unto her, Come home. Begging and pleading. And he said, Please come home. We know those who served God and walked with God, and they walked away. Now it's time to tell them, come home. We know those that are lost and undone. It's time to tell them to come home. Their walk with God, and they wandered around and, and done things they shouldn't do, but God still loves them. God still cares for them. The Bible says that... Uh, uh, we're, we're God loves of all. We're, we're all like sheep gone astray. Gomer committed adultery in Hosea, ran after other gods, and yet God said, still love her. Go and tell her you want her still. Tell her you forgive her. Wipe the slate clean. It shall just come home. What's it going to take to get somebody back home today? Three things real quick. She was sought after. Somebody went out seeking and searching. Verse number one. Then said the Lord, go unto, unto me. Go yet. In spite of her rejection. In spite of her rebellious. In spite of everything she's done. Go get her anyway. People use this excuse all the time about being saved. I, I, I'm so bad. Uh, I've done things the worst that God couldn't save me. Uh, if you, that was the truth, uh, God would not send His Son to die upon the cross for the sinners of this world. You ain't never done something that bad so God can't forgive you and God can't bring you home. Never been a sinner so bad that Jesus couldn't save. There's never been a stain in your life that the red blood of Jesus Christ couldn't make white as snow. God has come to seek and save. God said, go. That's why Jesus said he came. The Son of Man has come to seek and save that which is lost. He was seeking and looking for people like you and I, those who were lost and undone in this world and bound up by sin, but he set us free. And that's what he said, come home. She was sought after. She was brought. She was bought. He went looking for her and he finds her. Verse 2. 
So I bought her for 15 pieces of silver and for a homer of barley and a half a homer of barley. This girl has gotten so messed up in life. This woman once enjoyed freedom. Her life has gotten so low now that she's in bondage of slavery. She's in bondage of sin. He has to buy her out. She's running from the one that loved her and adored her, that cared for her. Her own life now is standing on the auction block. She was once freed, but now she's in bondage. Let me say this. Sin is never liberating. Sin leads to bondage every time. Sin always leads to captivity. Sin promises you, and you'll walk this country free, do what you want, but you're in bondage. And that's what she did. She's in bondage of sin now because of her lifestyle, because of what she's doing. I, I see this woman on this auction block. She's done gotten so bad that she'd run out of money. She, what's going out, what's coming in, can't pay for what's going out. She's, a, she's a bad. She's on this auction block. She's happened to be sold into slavery. And, and I see her all matted up, all dirtied up. The life has just run her down. She's bagged. And you can see that the world has just used her up and and now she's on the auction block and they're getting ready to auction her off to the highest bidder. And I hear somebody say, hey, I'll give you five pieces of silver for her. And she looked down thinking, oh God, what have I done? I've gotten so far away from you. I'll from far away from the ones that I love. And now I'm here on the block to be auctioned off. And about that time somebody said, I'll, I'll give you ten pieces of silver for her. She just hangs her head down. She puts her head in the face and says, oh my God, what has happened out there? Happen. Somebody says, I'll give you 14 pieces of silver for her. Going once. Going twice. And about that time, she, that hammer's coming down. I'll give you 15 pieces of silver. And Bartlett, a half a Bartlett. She's standing there like this. When that voice come out, she realized it. That's a voice I've heard before. That's a voice that I know. That voice is familiar to me. She looks up and he makes his way through. The one that loved her. Beyond a shadow of doubt. He's proven his love. For he's buying her off the chopping block. Christ did the same thing for you and I. We was on the auction block of sin. We were headed to hell. The devil owned us and we didn't know what to do. But we heard that voice, uh, that sweet voice. Uh, I, I bought you out. Uh, I, I paid a price. Uh, you ain't got to worry about it no more. Just come home. Just come home. She was sought out. She was bought out. But she was brought out. Watch what he tells her in verse 3. I love this. And I said unto her, Thou shalt abide for me many days. 
Thou shalt not play the harlot. Thou shalt not be for another man. And not, I, he, he, he's, you know, he could have said, you know, he had the right to stone her and kill her, put her away. He, he said, now, I, I'm telling you, he could have been this way. You getting at that house and you just shut it up. You ain't going nowhere. You can't do anything. But no, he says, you know what? You give yourself to me. I'm going to give myself to you. I'll give you myself. I, I, what I'm telling you, I, I'm telling you, I, I give yourself to me, thou shalt not be another man. So will I also be for thee. He just does not commit her to himself, but he commits himself to her. And I'm not just, hang, I'm not just talking about hanging out with me. I'm going to hang out with you. We're going to be together. Aren't you glad there's a God in heaven that does not treat us like we treat him? <laughs> Boy, if he treated us the way we treat him, we would have no hope. The way she treated him, he said, I want to treat you that way. I don't want to treat you that way. I want you to do, I want to do you like I do you. I will be with you to the very end. I'll be beside you. I won't forsake you. You'll always be mine, and I'll always be yours. He just doesn't seek her out and buy her out. He, just, he doesn't leave her there. He doesn't leave her there. He doesn't leave her out in the cold. When he sought her out, brought her out, he said, you're coming with me. I'm not going to leave you down here in this filth, this old wretched world. I'm going to take you home with me. Christ says, someday I'm coming back. And where I am, you shall also be. He said, I'm not going to leave you in that filthy, dirty world. I know what this world can do to you. I know what this world can put on you. I know the pressure this world can put on you. But hold on. Don't worry about it. I bought you out. I've sought you out. And I'm going to bring you home. Jesus said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Where I am, you shall also be. This picture, Hosea is a picture of God's love towards fallen man. I, I don't know what it's going to take to wake the world up. But I know that we've got to show that God loved us and we can love them. Those have gone away, those have gone astray, and they served God, walked with God. And then they walked away. But God said, I still love you. I still love you. Just come home. Just come home. You ought to tell your friends, God still loves them. You ought to tell your children God still loves them. You ought to tell your family God still loves them. It doesn't matter how far they've gone out. They might think they've done all so bad that they can't be saved, but God still loves you, and God loves them. Just come home. Just come home. Let us pray.